0: My name is Frank Shamrock. I'm a change speaker, but I used to be a UFC fighter and sports broadcaster.
1: What inspired you to create your foundation?
0: You know, it was really to honor my dad, um, what he had done, my adopted dad, Bob Shamrock. What he had done for me was just so powerful. And when I, you know, when I made it, when I retired and I I'd kind of become really successful, I realized that um, I was still doing all the stuff he taught me. I just wasn't doing it, you know, formally and so we decided to like formalize and and you know really create um, a group that's you know focused on doing what he was doing and keeping that legacy going
1: yeah how does it feel for you to m- meet people that are going through a tough time and you are helping them i mean it's great
0: i mean you know the 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 power of uh, experience now that i'm 50 and i'm <clears throat> hopefully just halfway through my journey um you know, the power of experience and caring and sharing, I think is just so um, valuable. Right. And I think, you know, when I heard Deepak Chopra say, you know, the first 25 years of your life is for learning. And then the second 25 years is for earning, And then (laughs) you start giving and then you start leaving. And I was like, man, he's spot on. And I'm at that phase now where I'm like, yeah, I want to share all this knowledge and really try to help people. Um, And then you know, because I've had so many varied and powerful experiences, both good and bad, um, I'm able to resonate with just a lot of different people from a lot of different communities and situations and um socioeconomic, you know, groups and um, races and institutions. And, you know, since I've been in all those, <laughs> I, I have experience. That's <laughs> valuable now.
1: And, you know, with your career and everything you do, especially you- uh, when you were a UFC fighter, you were really in the limelight. But what did you do to take care of your own mental health? Well, for me, I don't, I mean, you know,
0: people have heard me speak. They're always shocked. But I was terrified of fighting. You know, I grew up in a home of abuse and, and uh, psychological, physical abuse. And so um you know when i decided to pick up that sword and start walking down that path it was just really terrifying like physically <laughs> emotionally physically i was just a horrible human experience um and i had to find tools to get through it and to survive you know and to be healthy and perform and and so that's when i learned to meditate visualize you know I learned the value of you know sharing community you know sharing working together um and that's where martial arts was a, such a huge help to me because uh, in that community, that's what everyone does. They're always trying to get better at something. They're studying a thing. They're all kind of working together. Um, and I didn't have that, you know, since I left my home so early and, you know, I had a really dysfunctional family. I didn't have a family, I didn't have a community or a structure. And martial arts was that uh, structure for me. It still is. All these, <laughs> all my students are now CEOs and they're doing this and making films that everybody's, you know, carried on. But that time was really special because we were all learning together and trying to figure it out. And I, I was honest. I'm like, team, I'm terrified. <laughs> and I got these great theories. I got this great machine. I got a great team. And like, let's try it. But uh, I think that honesty, you know, was uh, everyone was scared. I could tell, but nobody wanted to admit to it. I was the only one going, okay, team, listen, I'm actually really terrified. <laughs> but according to the science and, you know, look at this and look at this. And together we'd go, yeah, that's going to work. And we go out and try it. Uh, but that shared community experience. Uh, It was so important to me. And, you know, that's what I do when I speak now and I teach. Um, I'm trying to get everybody into that, you know,
1: shared (laughs) community experience. Yeah. With speaking, what is it like to, you know, get your own message out there to inspire others? Well, I'd love to say it's (laughs) liberating and wonderful, but.
0: Max, I was I've always been terrified of speaking. <laughs> I think it comes from <laughs> the abuse and like all the things that happened to me. Right. So um I don't I don't hear it from my other speaker colleagues, but each speech for me is like a huge hurdle and it's you know a piece of me and I'm on this journey and um because I'm actually afraid of public speaking. It quite <laughs> frightens me. <laughs> so I keep doing it and I feel like there's something there that I need to kind of work through from the fear standpoint, and then maybe just from my own, yeah, who knows? But I keep doing it and it feels great. And then I see the impact. You know, I see the impact it has. I I see the minds change, open up. You know, I see the, 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 the tumblers click and they go, oh, it makes perfect sense, you know? And then we can get down and do work. And um, I mean, this is a program I've been working on for, I don't know, almost 30 years now. <laughs> the program to survive and be successful.
1: <laughs> well, I like that what you said is, you know, you're terrified of speaking, but you're getting a message out and that, you know, helps alleviate stigma. Uh, Have you seen stigma of just talking about mental health or issues dissipate? Yeah, 100%.
0: And that's where, you know, what what, I mean, the biggest thing is that you think it's your own experience. And, you you know, so and then it's so it's usually really hard or, you know, it's usually really isolating or lonely or whatever. And and it's hard to share that with just a random person. <laughs> but what I've learned is everyone's going through it. And, you know, only in the pandemic did the earth and everybody have a, stop, have a chance to experience the same trauma at the same time. And so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's never happened. We've never stopped everything. And we're like, what are we going to do? What's going to happen next? Oh my gosh, you know what? And so... The you know, stress of that on society, on individuals, on groups, on companies is is, is just now, you know, blossoming, right? Because it was a really powerful thing that happened. Uh, but it made everyone go, wow, we should address mental health for real. And it went, you know, instantly to the globe number one global problem, which is, hey, we should talk about this. And just talking is the biggest thing because everyone thinks oh, I'm alone. I live in my own world and no one knows how painful it is and how horrible it is. And and what you don't realize is your neighbors doing the same thing and had the exact same thing. And they're just as, as nervous about talking about it. But we spent, you know, 50 years making it not cool and people were crazy and there's something wrong with them. And you know, when I saw a psychiatrist when I was a kid, they're like, I told them, hey, I'm being locked in closets. This really is, is stressing me out. And they're like, well, that won't bother you. You know, what you gotta stop doing is committing crimes because <laughs> you're gonna get in trouble for that. And I'm like, what? But we didn't know. The doctors didn't know that it messed up children, you know, for a long, long time. And so all this is now coming to head and now it's like, we can talk about it. And it's like, will we, and <laughs> who will, you know, who will take the lead and making the film was, I mean, so courageous for moral over I mean, you know, I've seen his struggle for a decade yeah. and he's my best bro. I'm like, you know, I watch him really struggle with severe mental illness. Um, and he just keeps going. Like he just, <laughs> he's like, Oh, well, you know, let's keep going. Let's, let's try this one. And, um, you know, the joy I get in seeing, you know, him prosper with oh. these crazy programs that I'm writing and studying. And it's like, you know, knowledge I'm acquiring by talking to people and people share with me. And and now we have programs in place for his care and others' care and use that model for other people. So, um, yeah, that's where my passion and 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 purpose comes from, I think, because it's my skill.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Mauro, he's one of the people that, came out publicly with bipolar disorder uh, when I was, uh, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder too in 2019. And he was one of the only people out with that story that helped. But uh, now I'm trying to find, well, what I'm doing is creating videos so people could see everyone's going through something. Yeah. But how important is it to have role models like, Morrow to help even your mission. It's so important. And and
0: besides being role models, they're literally, you know, they're brave. You know, yeah. I mean, we had to sit down with Showtime, and be like, listen, this is super important. You know, we want to talk about care and all these different things. And you know, people aren't normally interested in that stuff, you know. And good job on Showtime for supporting yeah. all that. Because at the end of the day, if, if you watch his film you'll know how to care for somebody with severe mental illness because it's the same formula whether you've got schizophrenia or bipolar or any of these severe mental disorders. You need a group. you got to figure out what's going on. You need a plan, and um, that's the kind of care um, we were able to put in the film. Plus, a different, you know, new ideas. We talked about cannabis as a, as a medicine. We talked about meditation, like all these different modules that I'm using in my life to be successful that we're using, you know, to help more. We were able to put in the film. And that's what I got back. When we got our feedback, and we probably got 5,000 one-on-one personal. I'm in the closet right now. I was going to kill myself earlier, and I'm not. Saw so the movie, here's what I'm going to go do. And we'd get those emails up, like, more look. And he'd be like, oh, my God, it's working. It's working. Mm-hmm. And so it was such a powerful experience. And we all kind of went through it together because nobody else was brave enough to go. Right. Here's me in my underwear, getting, you know, <laughs> going to the mental hospital. <laughs> uh, but then seeing him come back from that. You know, it's been so freeing for a lot of people because in fact one of our biggest donors is like he always says this guy is way more successful and way more messed up than me. And he just keeps going. He's like, I got no excuse, zero excuses <laughs> for not trying my best, doing my best, and like plugging along. And so in that way, he's become, you know, a real leader in that space. Yeah. I'm so proud of him because it was always like, I'm gonna do it, and then he never would. I want to do it, and be like, Moro, you know, you keep saying you're gonna do it. Uh, and when he finally did, it just, you know, it unlocked so much for him because he was finally able to, you know, share his story and like get that, that weight off. Nobody knew, you know, they knew he was different They knew he was, you know, had health concerns from time to time, but, you know, we spent a decade, you know, getting around the truth because I didn't truly know how sick he was. You know, I didn't really get it. We didn't have enough information. And, um, now we do and he's crushing it you know as as many people are you know since we did the film
1: yeah and hearing the feedback from people how did that make you feel it was it was wild because i didn't you know mars
0: my friend i live it every day to me you know a little bit weird and wild and somewhat crazy is normal so i'm like yeah. oh we're all just you know cruising along um but then yeah when people started coming in and just saying no i'm like i'm in college you know, I'm 20, I'm 21 years old. And like, I think I'm having a psychotic break. <laughs> and like, it was just so real and yeah. so powerful because it was, you know, it was in real time. And then it literally, they were coming in, you know, five, 10 a day. <laughs> so we just be like, boom, be like, oh, and then some people, I mean, we reach out to everybody and reply, but some people we'd be like, let's go in, like, what can we do? You know, let's connect things and, you know, let's get on the phone. And i am talked to hundreds of parents and, um, you know, just people that were just deeply affected by it. Um, But that's, that's what I realized, you know, we can talk all day, but you get a medium like film, you know, you get mediums like social media and, you know, social content and, um, and even influencers and celebrities and, you know, the ability to compound those things and send messages out, you know, that's where, you know, our charity is putting our kind of vibe in the future, you know, because we can do all these programs, we can help communities, especially our own, but to scale it and to really get out there, you know, um, the film was massive, our social campaigns are really strong. Uh, and the feedback from them is,
1: um, you know, telling us we're on the right track. Yeah, where do you want to see the foundation in the next three to five years? Well, I want to
0: formalize it more because really it still is a family kind of run vibe. You know, my right. daughter's like the treasure, like it's silly. But, you know, <laughs> so we're slowly maturing it. Um, and um, my long term goal is this is the boys' ranch. I want to reopen. The Boys Ranch, the Shamrock Boys Ranch, the one I went through when I was 12 and, you know, really had that moment in my life where I needed a mentor and a father and, you know, family and and that ranch was there. Uh, But it was the structure of the ranch. You know, I was learning how to be a man, you know, learning the mechanics of society. I didn't know. I grew up on the streets. I grew up in trouble and I didn't get all those lessons. And so, you know, to have a man. And a community be like, yep, this is how we do it. <laughs> and away we go. And to teach fitness and mindset and spirituality. Um, that's what we learned there in this family setting. And my end game and goal for the charity is to reopen that so we can have that experience again. It's, it was so powerful. And as young men, we don't have a way to become men. How do we become men? Like You go cage fight, doesn't turn you into man. It just turns you all broken up and ugly. Like there's no way to become a man anymore and when i went through that process i became a good man i did actually actually i learned how to become a good man i did everything wrong and i became a bad man but i knew once i was like oh this is wrong i knew what to do because what bob had taught us and he taught thousands of boys and he you know that has you know <laughs> multiplied um and i'd like maybe you know i'd like my next phase before i start leaving um to be able to re you know recreate that and have that same type of impact.
1: How does your, you know, physical health help your own mental health? Uh, Oh, it's
0: everything. I mean, it's mind, body, spirit, dude, every day. (laughs) And I think uh, all all my friends are my age now, so they've either become successful or all broken up and have nothing. And then even the successful ones, you know, they didn't care for their bodies. So now they're successful with money, but they're not healthy. So we're all in the same Everyone's crooked and broken. It's like, yeah, I learned um, just partly because I was so afraid. Like I have to care for my mind because when this thing goes, I'm done. You know, I can't get punched in the head because this is my supercomputer. Right. So I really took these things seriously and I really learned about it. My coach said, don't worry about it. It doesn't hurt. And I go, all right, sir. Well, could, if I could explain the science to you about the brain, <laughs> you know, like it makes no sense. It doesn't hurt. Like, where does the impact go? What, what, what? And yeah. so, you know, a lot of the stuff I had to, you know, be like, wait a minute, uh, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. And find the knowledge myself and an experiment. Um, but it's so powerful. Everybody should do martial arts. That's what I really truly believe. Like at, at the end of the day, my goal is to get everyone involved in doing martial arts. <laughs> and I think that's the one difference between the, the ranch I want to open, you know, in the next three to five and the ranch that we had that I grew up in. Bob didn't know about martial arts. He knew about bodybuilding and fitness. And so the good thing he sent us to go do those things and we did them and we all excelled. But I, the layer of martial arts of like combining the mind, body, spirit in one activity and then doing that activity with another human being along the good path, that's what thats what keeps you healthy in every way, you know, and everything. But my program is simple. Every day I wake up, there's only three things I worry about, mind, body and spirit. <laughs> Take care of those first. And then those usually lead to the activities I need to be doing throughout the day. And then each night I try to watch the sunset, you know, thank everybody. And then we try again tomorrow. <laughs> but most people don't do any attention to their mind right. and don't do any attention to the body or some attention. Or maybe that's just not good attention. And then most of us are just kicking our spirit around and not worrying about it either. And then we're all in, you know. <laughs> encouraging dis-ease to arrive and hang out with us. And that's what you do when you're not focusing on it every day. And it takes minutes, but we don't have a system. There's no, no one's going around going, hey team, this is a great idea. Cause it's, you know, but if you look at the, if you look at the numbers, if you look at everything, um, you got to work out a little bit, you got to socialize, you got to eat halfway good, you got to not do bad things. And if you just do those, you'll live a long time. Like that's it. It's so easy.
1: <laughs> I know. It is, as you say, it is just the little things. You always it's think. So, oh, it's all as simple as goofy stuff. stuff. You, you yeah. And we yeah. run around and break yeah.
0: things, ah, twist things. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. That's right. Uh, I guess we could just focus
1: on the most important things. So we're, uh, how can people reach out and learn more? Uh Well, you
0: can always reach me on my website, frankshamrock.com. And then I would say I am at Frank Shamrock on all social media platforms, but I recently got hacked. So now I'm just hacked at Frank Shamrock. (laughs) I'm nowhere. Yeah. But no, through the website, if if, uh, anyone wants to contact me, um, and then, you know, here's, here's where the community can be helpful. So a program that I wrote years ago, um, and launched in Fresno, California is, uh, we called it uh, B2B, Battered to Brave. And it was a battered women's program. We partnered with a local nonprofit that, that helped battered women get back, you know, and, and get strong again. We partnered with the local gym. They donated the gym. We partnered with the police department. They donated their trainers and the chief and a bunch of other stuff. We had a community. And I talked to all the girls beforehand. I said, hey, what, what's going on? Oh, I get hit. I get knocked down. I can't get up. I got this. Is going on is so just like I did with the police. I got all the data. I wrote him a program. I said, hey, here's the. Program. <laughs> this is the program we do this for this social need, and then we brought everyone together and did the program in a fitness oriented community event. Um, and the takeaway was these women who were afraid to talk to the police, who come from a culture and a society where no, we don't talk about that, you know be it ethnic or be it, you know, financial or whatever um, that bridge that gap. And the women were like, <laughs> everyone was connected. Um, but the most powerful thing was, um, you know, I've written program everybody. My mind works in a mechanical format for, you know, protecting and finishing things. Um, and this one little Hispanic woman said, Mr. Shemar, can I ask a question? Like, Yay. Ask me a question. And she said, well, do these techniques work when you're pregnant? And I said, well, technically, mecha- biomechanically, they would, you know, everything's the same, except where you got this little thing right there, which actually you need to be protecting <laughs> and not doing any contact activities, you know, that would, you know, while it would work, that wouldn't be good. And she goes, okay, thank you. And I go, oh, brain, well, wh- do you mind if I ask why? And she says, yes, my husband beats me and I lost the last baby. I don't want to lose this. And she goes, so I want to know what to do. And I go, oh, dang, it's so real. That's what's going on. So we're launching this new program next year, the exact same one. And we're trying to get it to into as many communities as possible. Um, our charity finances it. We come in, we pull everyone together. I got the program because unless, you know, those women are experiencing different challenges in the past, you know, couple of quarters, uh, we get pretty much what's going on. And then um, we want to add another educational element to it, which is um, child abduction and awareness. And so we want to come into towns, we want to partner with everybody, we want to, you know, bring knowledge and, and community connection. And then we want to leave that with the community and let them learn and get fit and grow. And then we come back every couple of years and we go, how are we doing team? (laughs) So if you're in a community like that, or if you're in a community and maybe those social struggles are happening around you, I live in a really nice community and it's not happening with my neighbors, but I know it's happening on the outskirts, you know, away from from the money and the beaches and that kind of stuff. And so maybe you're in a community like that, or maybe you're um, in a community where you see it, or maybe you're in a community or maybe it's happened to you. Um, we'd love to connect and figure out if we can come in and help and figure out if there's an opportunity to come into your town, city, wherever. Uh, we're doing Las Vegas uh, next year, and then we're going to do Fresno again, and then we're going to do uh, San Diego here where I live.
1: Yeah, with, with women who are in the program, have you seen their confidence level rise?
0: 10,000%. Because it's fear. They don't know yeah. what to so, that, so what do you do when you don't know what to do? You do nothing or you right. run or you hide or you, you know, you, you, whatever, but, um, yeah, just giving them the knowledge and that really at its core, you need to be fit because if you're not fit, you can't really do much with resistance or right, running right. or defense or much of anything. So at the end of it, it's really a fitness program with knowledge, you know, on top of it, um, And the goal was to keep them in the program as long as possible, get them fit as possible and as confident as possible. Every day, they're just, you know, just blossoming, uh, you know, because that's what they need. You know, they need mind, body and spirit. (laughs) They got a plan. They got they got a system. They were getting stronger and they feel good about, you know, the fact that they can do something about it. If something happens before, they were just helpless and nobody wants to be helpless.